We are the men in maroon. One is a Salopian and the other loves a day out in the toon. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus, we are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. Welcome to episode 14 and the last episode of season one of the Men in Maroon podcast. It's end of season award time where Daz and Manas go through the end of season awards ending with a big award for the man in maroon of 2021-2022. We also discuss this week some transfer news for both the men's and the women's side. Hello and welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast. In early June, when the football season is well and truly over for 2021-22, sorry, um, g- gradually getting my numbers up. And Daz, are you missing the football? Yeah, I'm missing it already. I'm getting, I'm getting withdrawals. The fact that I've been watching the uh, high- season highlights that Hearts have been putting on. The last cup, the last week or so, I've been watching them numerous times just to get a bit of a football fix. But it'll soon be pre-season friendly time, so I don't think we'll have that much of a wait. I hate, I hate this time of year because everything's finished, and then we have just a few empty weeks. And I know Scotland's played, the Scotland men's team played uh, this week, and uh, there was an exception, I suppose, to the rule. But um, it's still not the same, really, is it? Because um, I just want the club football to be back on a regular basis. Yeah, there's a big difference for me. I don't know about everybody else, but international football and club football is two different beasts. I, I have an interest in England, but I'm not that bothered. If I miss a qualifier or a friendly on the TV, it doesn't affect me that much. But if I miss a Hearts game, then uh, it, it eats away at me the whole week. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready for it to come out. I, I want the European draw. I want everything so I can start planning. I know fixtures are released uh, in a couple of weeks. I believe it's the around the second week of June. So we've got about two weeks to go until we know uh, our fixture list for next season. So uh, that, that's, that, that always gets you in the mood once you get those fixtures released for next season. Yeah, yeah, it's coming close now. I think. Um, well, I have to, I have to take a moment though to um, just express my slight envy for um, football fans in the Republic of Ireland because their Premier Division and First Division remains ongoing this summer. So the reason I say that is because they don't do a season where it starts in August and ends in May. Their season runs throughout the year, the calendar year. Um, so league fixtures are still ongoing um, in the summer, and uh, yeah, no, that 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 remains ongoing. So um, you know the regular um, instalment of football on a weekly basis. With I think there's a slight break though uh, at some stage in the summer. It continues while uh, we're finished. So um, slight envy uh, from myself across the Irish Sea um, at the fact that they're still playing. So, so what you're saying is that we need to adopt an Irish team 
over the summer each so that we have some kind of interest in football. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't see why not, to be quite honest. Um, it, it, that's that's what that sounded like to me. And I've already, I'm, already, I'm, I'm just, as you were saying, I, I instantly got up the League of Ireland and there is a team, but it looks like they play in Maroon. Galway United, if I'm wrong, I could be wrong. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely correct. Galway United play in Maroon. Yeah, so you're absolutely correct. They do I'm, play in Maroon. I'm thinking, do we adopt Galway United as our, our as, as the men in maroon team? And and they are fan owned. As well, what even better? It's meant to be. The, the, so there's already between Galway United and Hearts of Midlovian, there are some common themes. It's, it's, yeah, it, it, that was me just saying because it's maroon, but right that. Yeah, they play maroon decided. and they're fan owned, and uh, they their fans seem like I don't know if they are similar to us in terms of characteristics, but uh, I'm sure they'll probably have as much passion for their club as we do for ours. And they also have a beauty of a home kit. It's you got like that? Some, I'm just looking at it now. It's it's like some Maori tribal print on on a maroon top. Oh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Don't tell me you're going to buy one. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, do I, do I hit buy now or? <laughs> oh, wow! Look what I started. Right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm adopting Galway United. Galway United are in the first division of uh, Ireland, um, and they're uh, trying to get promoted into the Premier Division um, for. 2023, uh, they're sitting second at the moment, um, one point behind Cork City, and am I saying who did who did Aaron McInniff play for in Ireland? He played for a club on the Emerald Isle, didn't he? Yeah, I'm going to find this out now. I think it was Derry City. I think you could be right. Yeah, I think it was Derry City. It um, was Derry City. Yeah, Derry City, yes. And and of course, he joined Hearts from uh, the Irish League. Um, in fact, actually, it wasn't Derry City he joined Hearts from. It was Shamrock Rovers. That's the one, yeah. So uh, he did play for Derry City, um, but then he was at Shamrock Rovers. And um, and then he joined Hearts. So, um, yeah, um, but he is from Derry. Um, so a further link for us here as well. Uh Newcastle United have recently signed a Galway United player to a pre-contract agreement, Alex Murphy. I think that's where the seed of Galway United started to get planted for me because we signed that youngster from Galway United, um, Newcastle did. Uh, And then I found out that they played the Maroon uh, and uh, they're fan-owned. And and I was like, oh, no, this is interesting. This is very, very interesting indeed. And uh, that's... um, yeah, <laughs> it's a small world, isn't it? It really is. Uh, but but while, while while we're here, um, and uh, already digesting our 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 early enthusiasm for um the Irish league, um, I I've just looked up a another club that I think play in a similar color. I don't know if it's maroon exactly. But it's, uh, and if I've pronounced this wrong, I do apologise in advance, Drogheda United. Now, 
if someone in Ireland's listening and I've pronounced that wrong, I'm really, really sorry. You, you come and correct me and, uh, and put me right. Uh, but uh, Drogheda United are, um, I think, playing in Maroon as well. Um, it looks like an Aston Villa kind of shirt, doesn't it? It does a bit, doesn't it? Or West Ham. Oh, Not they're Claret. Claret and Blue Army is their nickname. Claret, Claret and Blue Army. Now, is that is that now? I suppose. What What do you define as Claret in terms of colour? <laughs> mm. Well, Claret looks more like a winey colour. Yeah, I've just but it, they've also got Umbro shirts, which Umbro obviously quality. Yeah, and Umbro's Hearts as well, isn't it? Yeah, and Shrewsbury Town. So I mean, that's oh, it's a tough one. Oh, do we adopt two clubs now? <laughs> well, 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 I'm sticking with my guns just because of the tribal print. Yeah, Galway United, um, yeah, they're very... I think I think there's a lot... Of, go, go and read the history about um, Galway United if you get a chance, uh, or, or Galway as a, a city. Uh, it's quite interesting and fascinating, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, um, how exciting is that? <laughs> we'll have to... If, if there's a Galway United fan actually listening to this, get, get in touch with us and uh, and come and say hello at some point. Um, and uh, let's see if we can build a bridge uh, across the Irish Sea. Um, that would be really exciting. Uh, or even if you're a Drogheda United fan as well, although um, Claret's more of their colour, I think, from what we're seeing. Um, and... Um, Certainly, um, more as as you said, Aston Villa, like or even Burnley. To be honest, looking Burnley, at the start, yeah. it looks a bit like Burnley as well. Definitely, that yeah, it's got that to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Maybe maybe we adopt two Irish clubs instead of one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, um, but Galway's probably the closest to us actually uh, when you look at it. So uh, yeah, really interesting stuff indeed. Um, so yeah. And and for all we know, who knows if we do sign another player from Ireland? Um, because we already got McInef, and uh, he's already established himself uh, in the squads here at Hearts. Um, but um, it, it seems like it's a league that's um, not really really well spoken about on this side of the Irish Sea. Uh, and uh, you wonder what kind of talent there is out there, because I mean there must be talent that we don't know about that 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 can make it. Uh, in Scotland, yeah, there used to be. I know many moons ago, the Irish League was a big place that uh, young talent get picked up from, but it seems to have died down a bit in in recent years. But I think that it is definitely is something worth tapping into to find the next big things over in Ireland. So, and I'm glad Touchwood. Hopefully, that Hearts are in that market. Obviously, we're bringing McInerney over. Hopefully, it's not the the last player we see coming over from Ireland over to Gorgie. So, fingers crossed, we've got a little bit of a conveyor belt. Go and get yourself a nice holiday, Joe Savage, and go and see who's out there um, this summer. Um, nice four days away uh, in Galway or somewhere else in Ireland. Uh, and go and see what's happening in the SSE Electricity League, uh, Premier and First Division. Uh, there we are, electricity. Um, so that's never heard a word like that before, but there we are. Uh, you always learn something new, I suppose. Um, yeah, so what a start, an unexpected start there, uh, talking about um, the SSE, electricity, Premier and First. You love that word now, don't you? 
Electricity. <laughs> Thanks, SSC. <laughs> Electricity. <laughs> there we are. Um, back on this side of the Irish Sea here in Scotland. Um, yeah, look, we're you know the football season's over, and you know we're missing the club fixtures, but the transfer window. Uh, although I don't think it's officially open until July, we're already. Um, like, is it official open in July? I don't know. I yeah, I think. I think, is, I think at the moment, free transfers are the only deal, like pre-contract agreements and stuff like that. Mm. They're the only deals that go through. So I don't think money can change hands ah, okay, just yet. Right. Okay, okay. That said, though, um, uh, our women's and men's teams have already been busy sorting out next season. And let's start, first of all, of the women's side, because we have signed um, two Rangers players already. And, and this it's actually excited me a lot, Daz, because you know how the Hearts women team are now semi-professional? It obviously yeah. seems like they're capitalising on that already uh, and not delaying on that, which is really exciting. So we're signing Emma Brownlee, from Rangers upon expiration of our contract on July the 1st. And then we're signing uh, Kiara Grant. I hope I've pronounced that right. If not, apologies. Uh, Rangers player. Um, she's also a uh, midfielder for the Republic of Ireland. And uh, she's also a doctor, a medical Oof. doctor, according to her bio on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, she's going to be a very fascinating person to have on our team. And they are first two full-time players, I believe. Uh, yeah, first two players coming in uh, in the summer window. And uh, she's uh, Kiara's joining on July the 1st as well. And, yeah, she's a full-time player, as is Emma. Yeah. So, already, that is quite a strong start from the women's side. They aren't messing about, are they? they they've obviously no. got ideas and they, they've got aspirations. So they're, they're definitely shooting for the top and bringing in players this early. Obviously, they, they, they must have known who they wanted and they aren't going to wait around. They, they get in there early and get the players that they want. I've just checked the transfer window is Friday, June the 10th. Right. It's the okay, opening so day. That's not far away. So we're very close to that. Um but, but but for the for the women's side anyway, they've really got hearts going uh, off the start line very quickly and uh, got things underway, which is really really exciting. And uh, yet to have two players of this quality already coming to to uh, Gorgie, um, although of course the women's team play at the Orium in uh, the west of Edinburgh. Um, it's it's a very 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 big start and a very significant start and. Although, obviously, some of the squad from last the, the past season have now gone, they've left, and it was, and you know, especially, I'm not obviously wanting to single anyone out, but obviously Claire Delworth's departure was absolutely heartbreaking because yeah. we know how uh, passionate she is about Hearts. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think obviously it seems like the 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 team are just already looking to establish, um, you know the reshaping of the squad uh, going into the forthcoming season. Especially with the rebuild of the uh, SWPL now, with it being re- with it, the big new launch impending soon, I'm guessing. 
where it's the 12 teams and then the eight team SWPL2, I believe I was reading. So they're obviously wanting to get things all sorted to make a, a, a decent charge in the league this season. And they've, I think, coming in, coming out with two signings like that early doors, I think that's shown their intent and that they're not here to mess about. No, absolutely. And, and, and that, that excites me because I think if we can get players of this quality in and so early on in this summer, then that, that is just absolutely exciting because goodness knows who else they're going to bring in in the coming weeks. And that, to me, I think shows ambition. It shows full evidence of the, you know, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. Yeah. Because clearly that's what Hearts women are doing here. They're walking the walk uh, by bringing in players of this quality to get the to raise the standards and to get ultimately the team up the league table because you know we want to aim for at least mid table if not go even higher and try and become part of this what I like to call well right now I call it the big four Celtic Rangers Glasgow City Hibernian but I'd love to think Hearts can be in that mix as well and become the big five because if that becomes the case then that really really raises the club's profile. Uh, and goodness knows, we might even go well beyond semi-professional. And that, that would be brilliant. Do you think they've taken um, notice of how the men's team have recruited and maybe thinking, right, let's let, let's dip our foot in uh, the way that they do deals? I won't, uh, I, I, I'm not saying that this happens, but it would be interesting to know if Joe Savage have, had anything to do with the recruitment of the women's team or if there is someone of the like... Yeah, in in a role similar to Joe's in the in the women's setup, I'm sure Joe will have, will be chatting with the the women's team as well because I mean you've got to because we're all under the one umbrella now. So, yeah. you, <clears throat> so I, I'd like to think that obviously Joe Savage and uh, the rest of the team there are constantly in dialogue with the women's team, uh, and 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 that that is really really important um, because obviously uh, it, it all means we're under the one uh, roof. Uh, in this sense and obviously I think uh, that is going to be very very important in terms of raising the team's profile and actually getting the best expertise available to really bring about the best possible players to sign for the club I mean after all you know the bringing all the knowledge and the expertise and the ambition together um, between the two teams the women's and the men's team I think that that's going to be very very critical going forward uh, because you know Quite clearly now, you know, there is a full recognition uh, that the women's team's success and fortunes on the pitch matter equally as much as the men's. And I think these two signings absolutely symbolise that. I mean, they are really good signings uh, and they are real statements of intent. That's what it came across to me as. And that's that's why I thought this is a very, very impressive start. Uh, And uh, and, and, and that that could only lift the morale uh, um, in, in every possible way because, you know, we, we, we do want to see the women's team not just, you know, try and just establish an SWPL1 place for the sake of it, but actually do something with it and do something substantial yeah. with it. And that means being part of this big five that I'd like them to be fully part of. So that means getting into the top half of the table and possibly, possibly going even further uh, in terms of challenging for one of the top 
positions or even the title one day. So yeah. you know, and, and and European football. I mean, that that's you know, we've seen the men's team make it into Europe next season. Um, guaranteed group stage football in at least the Europe Europa Conference League uh, and possibly in the Europa League if we can qualify for that. Um, so at the end of the day, if we can have the equal ambition for the women's team. That could only be a good thing because we we do need both teams to be playing in the continent. I, I, I mean, it, it, it will only do good for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Well, if one's doing well, then the other should reap the rewards and push on and take note of how how the success of one are doing and aim for that as well. There's no point. There's no need to say, well, the men's team are in Europe. Well, now we want all of our representatives to be in, playing in Europe if possible. Even if the if there's a way that the youth team could play in the youth European Championship, let's, let's get them there. Let's get part of Midlovian as a as a uh, continental force throughout every age group, gender, let's just, yeah, let, let, let's build the profile of the club as a whole, not just the men's team. Absolutely. So everybody's success is, uh, is, is everyone's, you know, I mean, if the women's team do well, then it's the men's success as well yeah. as the women's. If the men's team do well, it's the women's success as well as the men's. Uh, and, you know, it works every possible way. So that, that, that's really, really important to, not just embed that culture of thinking, but to actually keep it firmly in place and grow it and cultivate it um, for the years ahead. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent agree. So that that's uh, that's a great start for Hearts Women uh, and uh, a really good start to their transfer window. And uh, the men's team have followed uh, the women by uh, getting their transfer. Uh, business started and uh, we have Alan Forrest joining uh, from Livingston soon and a two-year deal what do you make of him Daz? Very happy with the signing I mean it was one that I wanted to happen I think I've mentioned it before even on air I believe that I, want, I think he'd have been a good addition he's was looked lively whenever he's played against Hearts for Livingston and in other games that I've seen him on TV and whatnot, uh, the creativity he's got, he's got an eye for a pass. He's got an eye for an assist as well. I think he'll add. A lot of people are just saying that he'll add for squad depth, but I think he, I think he could challenge for a starting place. I don't think squad depth should be his aim. I don't think he should be happy with a bit part. I think he should be looking at jumping in and trying to steal a starting place from somebody to great signing. I know online some people were complaining already saying that it was not really a marquee signing that people were and I was like, well, hold on, it's just the season, our season only ended just under two weeks ago. We can't really expect the marquee signings to arrive, the big name signing to arrive instantly but if they watched Scottish football, they'd know that he's a gem. I think he, I think the fact that we managed to attract him under the nose of Dundee United, I believe I was reading. Uh, I think it shows that we are now a name again in Scottish football, where people will go right. I want to go to Hearts. I'm, I, as soon as I see, as soon as I get interest in Hearts, I want to go to Hearts. Yeah, and and uh, he scored seven goals and got four assists for Livingston, according to the Hearts website. And um, Robbie Nielsen, uh, I, I quote, says. Um, we're delighted to get Alan on board. We watched his performances for Livingston last season and were really impressed. His development over the last 18 months has been excellent and we knew we knew we wanted him pretty quickly. He's quick, direct and will offer a real threat going forward. Very pleased to have him 
here. Uh, and uh, Joe Savage, sporting director at heart, says um, Allen was one of their main targets. So clearly, they haven't, you know, you know, they they have clearly watched this guy for a long time, yeah, and got him um, successfully. Yeah, especially you think they they must have been keeping an eye on when his contract expired and thought right, the minute we can we can start talking to him and get a deal in, we're getting in there. There's there's going to be no messing around. Let's get it done. Let's get him in a, in a maroon jersey and let's plan for next season with him including the squad. I, I think that we've seen from previous owners we don't just sign duds anymore. It, it, there's lots of work going on behind. The scenes. It's not a panic buying kind of kind of club anymore. We bring in players that Joe Savage and Robbie Nielsen know will do a job. But there's none of this. Uh, let's take a punt. Let's take a risk on them. Fair enough. Yeah, there's been a couple a loan signing to Benton Woodburn didn't work off, but not all are going to are going to work. But I think, like you said, seven goals from midfield. That's a that's a good return. Where I would have. I'd, bit your hand off as some of our squad last season to have got seven goals from midfield. Clearly, you know, I would be happy with a transfer window if we signed at least eight players who, okay, you might not call them, um, like, you know, headline-making signings uh, Mm -hmm. at first, but they, they are established, solid, consistent players who offer something. I mean, if we did that, um, Surely that would be that would be no harm to the team because you know you've got players who are willing to gel together and uh, um I, 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 and and bring about all that talent and expertise together to bring about a team that will go out and do the job for the team first and foremost. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I, I think people have got to remember that when we signed Cami Devlin and. Benny Beningamy, we hadn't heard of these boys, these these players before, and we didn't know they were unknown entities, and we didn't write them off in, instantly. We didn't, we weren't deflated when we signed them. But we've got a player who we've seen, we know about. He's played against us. He's caused us problems last season. It's something to be excited about, in my opinion. I think it's a great signing. I think the fact we've got him in early, I think it shows that I think we're going to get. A lot of the targets that they want, I don't think they're going to struggle to bring in there. I think we, I think we can rest assured that anybody that Joe Savage has got his eye on, I think we'll see in a in, in Tyne Castle. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, a lot of thinking has been going on at Tyne Castle, and and we know this because you and I were at the Foundation of Hearts meeting recently, and clearly uh, there's a lot of thinking going behind who they want the ambitions they have, the vision that they have. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, obviously uh, one or two listeners to this might think uh, that we're, we're sound like establishment figures, but we're not. No, we, we genuinely have the insight and the confidence that the club clearly know who they want, what kind of player they want, and they know that they're going to do it. You know, they're not going to just go and rush and get anyone for the sake of it. They're going to bring someone in because they genuinely know that they can make a difference. And of course, they're never going to get every signing right. No club can. No, no club can. Not even Man City, Real Madrid, Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, even Newcastle United with their new owners. They're not going to get every signing right. 
that's just life. That's just the way it is. Sometimes you go to the shop and you buy loads of stuff and maybe one or two things, you think, oh, I wish I'd never bought that. <laughs> uh, that's just the way life works. Not even um, Galway United make the perfect sign-in every time. Hi, well, that's every single club. Galway United, Newcastle, uh, Hearts, Celtic, Rangers, you name it. They will never, ever, ever get every signing correct. That's just normal. That's yeah. the way the world works. So, uh, but, but, but at the end of the day, I think many of the signings we've done in the last couple of years, I think they've been very, very meaningful and they've made a, a difference for the better. Definitely, 100% agree. I'm in thinking... fact, three years because... Um, you know, can't forget the, the. Have I done no? Yeah, last two seasons in particular. Yeah, I was thinking. Well, I missed the season out, but but the season before we were in the championship, that wasn't such a good season. So um, I'm I'm afraid I can't include that one. But uh, but yeah, no. At, at the end of the day, the last couple of seasons, we've definitely made really decent signings. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we can complain as as a fan base about the majority of the signings we've made not coming good after. Some of them, even a couple of couple of games, they they're in instant impact players. So I don't think we can really grumble too much. I don't know about you, but next week, how do you fancy myself and you saying? I know we've said how many signings we think the club should make. Why don't we put our money where we mouth, our mouths are and predict who we think we're going to sign to fill those eight or nine positions? Oh, so we've we've got homework for the next. Yeah, week. a little bit of homework, a little bit, of, a little bit of homework, and it might fill the void of not having football by doing some homework. I think just for a bit of fun. Obviously, yeah, we we don't know anything. We don't know anybody that we're interested in, and it's just going to be a bit of fun before people say, "How can you say that's just rumors? It's not. It's not even rumors. It's just people we think or we would like to sign." Yeah. So at the end of the day. We're not expecting every one of these players that we list no. to, to join the club. Um, and, and we're not going to list the biggest names in the world. We're not expecting uh, Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, Gareth Bale's now a free free agent. Or even Gareth Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he did play it in Gaza. That would be incredible. Um, in a maroon jersey. No, we're just going to realistically maybe sit down or, or even during the week just think about which signings would we like to see come into the club this summer? What uh, positions I, we require? We we think they require. It, it yeah. doesn't. Obviously, the club could think we don't need to strengthen in the areas that myself and you might think. So yeah, it's just something fun. It's pre-season. That's what pre-season's all about. It's relaxing and in remembering how lucky we are to be a fan-owned club. Absolutely, definitely, absolutely. So yeah, a bit of homework for the two of us uh, during the next week. Without be in- interesting to see if we have any uh, any matches to see if we both pick the same player. I don't think we should tell each other who we picked until yeah, we record. Keep it covered or put it in an envelope, um, and uh, and then we'll maybe open the envelope or um, uncover our lists. And then we'll see uh, what the final result is. Of Natural really reactions as well. We'll get with it. <laughs> I wish we had this on video. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that, that'll be good for next week. But this week is end of season awards. Yes. It really a, is. Yeah. Again, these are not any reflection on the fans' thoughts. These are our thoughts on who we think deserve these awards. So, so we're not speaking for the fans, we're speaking for Daz, 
and the manas that that's all that's the only people that we are speaking on behalf of exactly absolutely right if you if you think differently obviously tweet us and let us know who you think who you would have picked for your uh people to win the end of season awards that would be interesting for us to see what everyone else thinks also yeah especially if you disagree with us as well um at men in maroon underscore pod on twitter is where you'll find us so does how are we going to do this because i've written my list and i believe you've got your list at the ready as well i'll ask you first because I put them in an order so that we end on a on a bang. So yeah. I will. I've 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 rearranged how I wrote them when I sent them to you. <laughs> because I oh, realised we've gone with the big ones at the start. I believe. Right. So I assume we both probably know which one we're going to leave last. Yes. Okay. And yeah. and I'm looking at it right now. Um, and we have uh, we, we have an award which is. Nowhere else will be given this award. No one else will be given this award. <laughs> it's, it's an award that we can only give out. So I'll save with that one to last. But uh, we'll start with Anas. Who was your Heart of Midlovian most improved player this season? Craig Halkett. And the reason I chose Craig Halkett was because um, I think he's really grown. Uh, as a player um, this season. He's definitely grown on me. Um, His consistency has been really, really important and has been really well valued. And uh, I think he's going to be very, very important in the seasons to come. And uh, especially with John Susser leaving the club, I I think uh, certainly I've I've been definitely really impressed with how Halkett has grown as a player in recent seasons. And I think this season has been his best yet in a maroon jersey. And all that while overcoming the adversity of his injury problems as well, which says a lot about him as not just a football player, as a man as well. Absolutely. I think that's definitely going to only just win him more points. Definitely. But I went with someone who wasn't here all season. Uh, he only joined in January, but I think from when he joined to the player we've got now, I think uh, Nathaniel Atkinson has improved leaps and bounds since he first came off the plane from Australia to the right-back slash right-wing-back that we now have, uh, who I think he has became one of the first names on the team sheet, in my opinion. I don't think, as horrible as this is going to be for me to say, I don't think Michael Smith is now our first-choice right-back, where I think Atkinson has made that position his own. He not only is brilliant attacking-wise, he gets... He gets in the right positions to put in good crosses. He's he's improved his defensive work, which was a bit of a worry when he first signed. So for that reason, yeah, Atkinson is my most improved player. Good choice. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Right, shall we move on to another category? Next category is, what was your moment of the season? Oh, this is, and this is actually not just the easiest moment of the season, but I think this is also a good time to talk about this, and I'll tell you why in a minute. John Suter scoring the winner against Celtic in the opening Premiership win of the season. Now, first of all, I thought that was just a fantastic return trip for the team. Secondly, the goal was just the euphoria that came out 
after the goal was scored was just so memorable uh, for so many personal reasons. Uh, and, and just to see, you know, the fans, uh, the way they reacted after the goal went in was just absolutely special and many for a very emotive and human reasons, especially given the challenges of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, of course, to defeat one of the big teams in Scotland, um, although we're a big big club in Scotland, of course, but to defeat, you know, one of Glasgow's big clubs um, at the very start of the season to make our presence known, especially after everything that had happened uh, to us um, during the pandemic, um, I was just, the, the, the delight that brought was just absolutely phenomenal, um, especially after the horror of the demotion uh, in the 2019-20 season from the Premiership. Um and uh, at the end of the day, I think um, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger at Celtic for that. By the way, I mean they're free of any blame. But I think to defeat a team uh, like Celtic on the opening day when we've just come back from the Championship, I think was just absolutely amazing. And on this day of recording, um, Ian Crocker um, announced on Twitter earlier that uh, he has completed his commentating duties with Sky Sports after nearly a quarter of a century and to be frank he his commentary on Sky Sports of John Suter's winner is probably the best commentary I have ever heard from him uh, ever from him sometimes the commentary makes a moment doesn't it it, it does I every time uh, I, I see that goal I think about it even uh, Ian Crocker's commentary just comes back and uh, I, I just love it Honestly, even if my mood was low, I would my mood would just go up instantly hearing it. Your moment of the season happened on my 35th birthday and I couldn't attend, so that's why it didn't make it as my moment of the season. What was your moment of the season? It was... The moment was a celebration. It was uh, the celebration that the whole team were a part of when Barry Mackay scored his first goal of the season against Livingston. I just think that, to me, epitomised the 2021-2022 heart squad, the togetherness. Just, it, there was just a feeling of we're back. This is what being a Hearts fan and being a Hearts player is all about. We, we were loving the journey that we'd been on and just seeing everyone looking so happy in the stands, on the pitch, everyone running to Barry to obviously in sh- pretending to be in shock that he'd actually scored and just yeah everyone just looks so together as weird as that sounds the, the the stands and what was happening on the pitch just felt like one big unison and it just to me epitomised this amazing season that we've had and on big hearts day as well yeah exactly and playing in that beautiful third kit Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. I hopefully we'll see more of that next season. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So next category is the unsung hearts hero of the season. Uh, I've gone with Alex Cochran, uh, and I wrote after uh, writing that tough on that. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Um, Alex has been um, he's been very important for us um, during the season, and although he hasn't played every game. Um, there has not been many occasions this season where I've watched him play and I thought he was rubbish. I actually thought he was very, very good on the vast majority of occasions that he was playing. Uh, and uh, 
you know, I know he's still a young lad, and I know he's still um, developing as a footballer. But 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 he's been really, really, his consistency has been really, really great and uh, really important. So um, that can only stand him in good stead for the future. Um, and uh, I think. I don't think he's always had the full credit for that, uh, to be honest. So, um, unsung hero, I think, uh, without a question for me. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you've picked him because in the the moanings of the wheat field, there was quite a few people that didn't seem to be as big as fan, but I've always thought that there's something about him that he always put in 110%. So. I'm glad you picked him because there was a few people grumbling about him throughout this season, but I just hope that it isn't the last time we see him at heart. So I'd love to see I'd love to see him getting uh, announced as a signing. Yeah, because he was only alone, wasn't he? Yeah, just a loan deal. But let's hope Brighton are like, well, hold on, he's done well there. I don't know if he's going to get football here. Off you, yeah. off you go back up the road. So it'd be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, but, they, they'll need him to keep playing, um, especially if they're going to try and get him into the Brighton first team one day. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't be in their interest for him to come back to Brighton and then not play in the first team. Exactly. No point in stagnating his career and just sitting on the bench or in the reserves. Who is your on song, Kiro? I went with someone who stepped in when needed. Peter Haring came. He was, he was kind of a forgotten man with Benny and Cammy both becoming instant hits and then when injuries came about or suspensions Peter Haring stepped in and did what Peter Haring does best and that is be a magnificent looking rock in the centre of midfield I, I just think he didn't let it get to him that he had, he wasn't first choice he came in did the job went through people let them know he was there didn't let them take liberties with him and I just think he for me, he is one of a very few. Is Mister Hearts? He, 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 to me, would do would run through a brick wall for Hart Midlovian, and I just want to see him announce that he's signed a new contract. Yeah, well, I was actually just going to mention that because that is still uh, that's a chapter of a book that is still yet to be finished. Yeah, he's uh, apparently. I'm not saying this is true, but I, I was reading, I believe, from Barry Anson that it was due to the length of the deal. So I think just give him whatever he wants. <laughs> let him, let if, if he wants one year, give him one year. If he wants two or three, do whatever needs to be done. Absolutely. Definitely. We need them there next season. Definitely. Uh, next up, the signing of the season for Hearts. Um, for me, Ellis Sims, without a question. Ellis made an immediate impact um, and that impact uh, did not become diluted um, as uh, the second half of the season progressed. <coughs> and of course, we cannot forget that stunning goal against Tavernian in the Scottish Cup semi-final. Um, his best one by far. And uh, I really hope now that Everton have secured English Premier League safety going into next season that Everton... Uh, like Brighton, I hope, as well, will also decide, um, Brighton with Alex Cochrane, of course, but Everton will decide, Ellis, you've done well at Hearts, but we want you to keep playing first-team football, so you just go back to Tynecastle and keep scoring these goals. Ellis Sims, without a question. My only thing with Sims is that I'm 
concerned that Everton might want to see him, see if he can cut it at English Premier League level and maybe loan him to a lower, lower table, lower part of the table or newly promoted Premier League side. That's my only thoughts because as soon as I saw Nottingham Forest get promoted, uh, just that the weekend gone, my immediate thought was I could see Ellis Sims fitting into that team. Yeah, yeah. So that is a wee worry. Um, but, I mean, Ellis already... The one thing that we can offer that Nottingham Forest cannot offer is European football. And yeah. I, I think Ellis having that on his CV, even the Conference League, Europa Conference League, UEFA Europa Conference League, I think that, that, that would just be a fantastic thing to have on his CV so early on in his career. So um, that, yeah, OK, he might be able to play in the English Premier League or Nottingham Forest. But at the end of the day, I think the European football is a bit more of an attractive thing to have because, you know, you don't get European football everywhere. I mean, no. not many clubs have it. and Not even at, at Everton. Not even at his parent club, he won't get that. So Exactly. Um, and, and you know, we, we're not going to just play in a playoff. We've got group stage football in the UEFA Europa Conference League this season as a minimum. So exactly. if Ellis wants to score goals in Europe... He knows what to do. It's a, goal. it's a big carrot to be able to dangle in front of uh, potential signings, which can only play in our favour. I really hope that he does come back because I think his goals are going to be very critical. Yeah, I think he is our number nine for our season in Europe, our first season back in Europe. Personally, absolutely, definitely. What about yourself? Who was I, your signing of the season? I went with a free transfer signing. Uh, who came in a little bit after the start of the season. Uh, I went with Barry Mackay because I think he is just a creative genius. The ball at his feet, uh, he just he seems to have a sixth sense of what to do when he gets the ball at his feet, which I, I love to see creativity and stuff like that. And that uh, moment when he put the ball through two St. Johnston players and they both fell on their backsides uh, was amazing and his delivery I don't think I've seen delivery like that at Hearts for a long long time the fact that every time he was putting the ball in the box you knew we were going to get half a chance at least uh, I think the fact that we got him on a longer deal would just superb work and yeah Barry Mackay I think he very very good signing if not for me signing of the league of the SPFL in my opinion but uh, and obviously, I don't call the awards for the whole league, but yeah, Barry Mackay was my pick. Yeah, no, uh, it's a very, very good choice, and uh, let's hope we see more of them in the new season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next up was what was your Hearts game of the season? Hearts three, Hibernian one in the Premiership. That's I'm going to get field. in there quick. Oh, that how... is mine also. Oh, we have a match. Yep. We have a match. What a fantastic day that was. Um, we did go 1-0 down, but uh, Andy Halliday, what a man and uh, what a team. And that game secured us European football for next season. Uh, and uh, we got the business done with a few games to spare. And I thought, just, I think, summed up a brilliant season in the league for us. It was a great day as well, I thought. Like, just from pre-match, there was no 
no nerves from Hearts fans, no nothing. We just went in happy, and then the team I think felt that energy from the stands that hold on that, that even though we've gone one nil down, that we can show them what we're all about and come back and end up trouncing them in a way. We we showed them right. Nah, you've got one goal, but look, we've got this in the back pocket, and you can try and wind up Andy Halliday, but no, no, he's having the last laugh today, and boy, did he have the last laugh! On I day. was so especially pleased for him because I think he's not always had uh, universal praise from our fans uh, no. during his stay with Hearts so far. So for him to uh, that was his best performance in a Hearts jersey, without a question, uh, and to score those goals, uh, a brace, uh, if I rightly remember. That was just absolutely fantastic. I was so especially pleased for him. Um, I think his reaction um, was absolutely terrific in scoring the goals. And uh, I just thought, what an absolutely superb uh, talent and a very important player to have in that squad. Yes, he doesn't play every week. Yes, he doesn't start every week. But clearly, uh, he's very worthy and he's very useful and uh, will continue to be uh, for a long time yet. And I think that game was just the perfect stage for him. To there were screamers score. as well, weren't they? they were, oh, they were they, brilliant goals. They weren't just tap-ins. No. They were derby goals. Like, I like to call them derby goals because they will be remembered for a long, long time. Andy Halliday will go down in folklore for those two goals against Hibernian. A fantastic uh, game for him. His best one in the Hearts jersey. Probably his most memorable one yep. uh, ever, unless he pulls off something even better next season. A, uh, a Europa League final winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, might, he might teach uh, Rangers one thing or two. Brilliant. That's not my prediction for next season, by the way. But they're still to come later in pre-season. I'm not making my predictions this early. Yeah, season. Well, we're not going there yet. Well, well, do, do we make early predictions at this stage? Anyway? <laughs> um, what else do you have to say about that uh, day? Because we we just got the business done, really. Yep, and and I think the fact that made it more perfect was, like you said, we secured third. We then condemned Hibs to the bottom six. We managed to see the away and emptying. With about 20, 25 minutes left to play, we, oh, it was just, and the atmosphere was like, not like as in overjoyed, but it was like a party atmosphere from kickoff, I felt, and it just felt before kickoff as if it was going to be our day. Even when we went 1 0 down, I, I didn't once panic thinking, oh no, they're going to walk all over us. I, I had that feeling of, I think we're still going to do it. That, yeah, that, that I, I, was, I wasn't too worried when we went 1-0 down. I was a bit worried, though, that the Hibernian fans were a bit more louder in volume than we were at that stage, um, the early stages of the match. But, um, yeah, no, I, you just had that gut feeling that we were going to do it. And, uh, you know, not, not, not a delusional feeling, but a gut feeling that we were going to do it. And uh, we just had to do it the slightly harder way. And uh, we overcame Hibernian and... Uh, convincingly won yeah definitely definitely it's a and showed that where we the, the fact we finished a, a, a big way off them in the league table I think we showed why we were so far ahead of them I think we were definitely the best team in Edinburgh 
this season, and, and I think we're always the best team in Edinburgh. Always the best team in Edinburgh in every possible way. I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I'm just so especially pleased that after uh, a couple of disappointing seasons where sadly Hibernian were doing better than us, that uh, we rearranged the order in the correct order, uh, meaning that uh, we are Edinburgh's best club, and that's the way it should be. Natural order has resumed. Thank you, Craig Levine, for those lovely words. There we go. Was it Craig Levine to, that yeah. originally said it? Yeah, that, 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 I, that's why I had to go, boom. Let's get that in there. Natural order, eh? Natural order. <laughs> We're down to our final three awards. Next up, we have uh, our goal of the season. The goal of the season for me was, as much as I loved Ellison's goal at Hamden against Hibernian in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, Stephen Kingsley's goal in that very same game was, if I thought his free kicks beforehand were incredible, that particular goal I thought was just the best of everything he scored this season. Yeah, we really did see Stephen Kingsley putting on a show that day. Oh, uh, we really did. And I, I have to say, I think initially we all panicked when uh, yep. uh, <laughs> the, the ball was initially taken. We thought, what's going on? What, what's going on? And then suddenly he pulled that off. And I thought, wow, 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 wow. That is just, we should never have doubted him. Why did we ever doubt him in the first place? It showed his confidence as well, I think, to be able to uh, practice that in training to then go and actually do it in a semi-final against your biggest rivals is just like that 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 team's got some confidence and that player has it confidence. It was so seamless. It was one of the most seamless goals I've ever seen. They all just knew what they were doing. They were right the right place at the right time, the the right weight on the pass back to him and then just bang. Like, whoa, where did that come from? Brilliant. I think that's what the Hibs fans were thinking. Where did that come from? We all knew he had that in his back pocket, but we were still... Did he, did he just do that? that was... <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. And uh, I, honestly, I, it, it's, it, it had to go as goal as the season. I think if I rightly remember, the, the Player Awards uh, in May, um, which felt like ages ago now, believe it or not, um, <laughs> um, I don't know what happens to time, but... Um, yeah, I think that was voted in as goal of the season yeah, as well. And uh, I'm not surprised. It was just absolutely superb. And, I mean, what else do I say to that? I mean, <laughs> I don't think a dictionary full of words justifies it. I think it's just... It was just superb. Absolutely amazing. Um, I didn't su- like, obviously, the second half of that match, oh. but that's a totally different story altogether. That goal, um, just a lovely, lovely... Um, diamond in the crown of this season. Definitely. I'm going to surprise you, though, because I didn't pick that as my goal this season. Oh, did you not? No. I've already talked about the celebration of this goal. I didn't talk about the goal. My goal this season was uh, Barry Mackay's goal against Livingston. How did I guess? Yes. Like, I just remember, I think me and you had been saying, right, when's he going to score that first goal? And then, after it went in, I just text you, Barry, Barry, Barry. That was it. That was the only words I put to you. And it was Atkinson's ball in. And the fact that he was not looking at the goal when he hit it. 
and then he turned his, his head as he hit it, and it oh, it was just sublime. It was ah oh, to me, it was it was just one of those where everything just moved in one motion. The ball swept in. He was already on the turn and connected, bang top corner. And to say he was due a goal was right, but due a goal like that was amazing. And to to just that, to, it, it just to me showed the quality that he had. I know he always had it. It was just timing and what a way to mark your first goal and what a goal. And did you not get a goal frame prints print of yes. that very goal? That's on my wall. I've all, I've got both the goals of the season that we've mentioned. I've also got uh, one of Stephen Kingsley's goal at Hamden as well, and Ellis Sims goal at Hamden, and then the and then Barry uh, Barry Mackay's as well. So yeah, I've got all bases covered there. Oh, that's incredible! That's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, that was that was a. That was another relaxed day, I think, at the office uh, for us at Hearts. You know, um, nice, calm atmosphere, big Hearts day, uh, lovely atmosphere around the stadium, and then just a nice win as well, and uh, a really stunning goal from Barry Mackay. Definitely. And, then, and I think he scored very soon after that game uh, at Ross County. Yeah, yeah he scored, uh, I think it was like... Two the equaliser. Yeah, the yeah. second away game of the season we had at Ross County. Yep. After missing the penalty, yeah, the missing game. the penalty but making up, for making it. up for it, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, and uh, by all means, no disaster. We didn't win, but at the end of the day, Ross County is a difficult place to go and win anyway. So uh, exactly. we got a point, which is really, really good. Yeah, goal of the season there. What else have we got left? All right, we've got two left. Next up is usually the big one, but it's not our big one. Next one is player of the season. This might be a match. Craig Gordon. Craig Gordon it is. That's exactly who I picked. Oh, there we go. Um, so, uh, universal agreement there. And at the Player of the Year Awards, Craig Gordon was picked as Player of the Season as well. So, um, even more universal agreement there across the club. Um, what do I say? Where do I start with Craig Gordon? Um, and we saw this again last night in the Scotland-Ukraine game. Um, his saves are so critical. And I have just lost count of how many incredible saves he has pulled off. We 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 just we're in awe of his yeah. saves. But to him, it's standard, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's just part of his daily job. It's like he, he, he you see when he when he makes these saves, he doesn't ever fist pump the air and he just picks the ball up and gets gets on shouting his players to move out. If they try and celebrate with him, he's kind of like pushing them out and like, like, come on, we've still got a game to play. I just think his saves are to Hearts fans like as good as goals. Like yeah. if he makes one of those worldly saves, we celebrate as if we've just scored. And and you made it on Jalen Films at the Ross County game when he pulled off that incredible save and you were like, wow. I was in awe. I, I was just in shock that he did it because I think I, I look at it now, I look a bit daft because I'm just there like slow-mo clapping and like, whoa, did he just do that? But that's how he makes you feel. Like you cannot believe that a human can make those saves. Just incredible, absolutely amazing, and really critically important. And uh, I really hope that um, that he'll prove to be an inspiration to goalkeepers at Hearts uh, for many, many years uh, to come. Because at the end of the day, 
you know, I think I think the fact that he's still playing um, at this high level at his age, um, yes, okay, he's not 22. Um, I don't really want to mention his age because he'll probably kill me if he's listening to this. Um, but clearly, um, let's say he's at uh, the latter stages of his career, yet he's still pulling off world-class staves. And uh, I'm thinking of um, one of our young keepers uh, at Hearts in the youth team, um, I hope I've got his name right, Liam McFarlane, uh, who also had a brilliant final, Scottish Youth Cup final against Rangers. Yes, we lost 2-1, but I really hope Liam in particular, um, you know, uh, gets a lot, if he's not got it already, gets a lot of mentoring from Craig Gordon. Because I'll tell you one thing, if, if Liam McFarlane can prove to be a natural successor to Craig Gordon... Um, then that would be absolutely fantastic for the club in the coming years, um, especially having someone of Craig Gordon's world-class talent. And, and I'm not being delusional when I say that. He is world-class. I yeah. reckon if he walked into one of the big clubs in the English Premier League, he would be first-team choice. Definitely, definitely. I think, I think just because he plays for, he, he doesn't play in the Premier League for one of the big clubs, he doesn't get the recognition he gets worldwide. But I think if people sat down and watched him, Every every week, they would soon change their mind. I think, and I'd love it if we have the opportunity for him to stay on in as goalkeeper coach for the future because he's got so much to, or even manager. Yeah, so much to teach the players of the future if they watch him. And in my opinion, that's what a professional footballer should be. If you want to be a, a pro with a long career, following the suit of uh, Craig Gordon, in my opinion. Craig Gordon is Gorgie as F star star star. And I'll leave those three letters to your imagination. As fluke. Uh, not quite, no. Uh, <laughs> F star as, star K. Now I'll definitely leave it to your imagination. As funk? Nearly. Folk? Nearly. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting closer. <laughs> what time is it now? It's not quite watershed time, but nah, you know where we're going. You know exactly where we're going. Um, you just have that. to see me on a night out, and then I'll say it without hesitation. <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> so that was, I think, that wasn't the last one that we agreed on awards-wise because our next one is our big one. Yeah, not not everyone's award, but our award it is the Man in Maroon 2021-2022 award, which goes to a player who is not just for their performances on the pitch, it is also for off the pitch and just being an all-round top, not just player, but a, a good human being and just given the feel-good factor to us as fans, I'll let you have the honours of announcing who we both picked for our man in maroon of 2021-2022. We both picked, so this is a match. We're confirming this is a match. This is me drumrolling. We picked as the man in maroon at 2021-22 as... Cammy Devlin. Woo! Could it have been anyone else? Cammy Devlin, congratulations. 
You are the man in maroon 2021-22. And do you know something? It was an obvious choice for me, guys. Yeah, I couldn't have gone anywhere else. The minute I came up with the idea one evening when I couldn't sleep, I instantly thought, right, there's only one person this could be. There's, there's not even a in my eyes. There's not even a close second. There's only one man from his cheeky interviews to the interview he did at the airport when it went before, when he first signed. Even I think the wink to the camera at Hamden in the semi final is no nonsense tackling, which might get him in trouble, but we all secretly love. I just think it's just to me is everything I want in someone who's playing for my club. Yeah, Cami's character is a real winner here. Great player, of course, but character is takes you the extra mile mm-hmm. in any team, and especially at heart of Midlovian Football Club. And that's why, for me, Cami Devlin is the man in Maroon 2021-22. His character is infectious for all the right reasons and is going to continue to be absolutely important in the coming years. I don't know if this is going to sound weird, right? But I don't know him personally, obviously. Uh, but I've met him. It, it makes you feel like you're his mate and you've never met him. Like, he just feels like, oh, that... He, he, I don't know, as weird as that sounds, it, it feels like you're a friend. Like, the way he acts on the pitch and the rapport he's got with the fan base. I mean, he's even... Before we got this craze of, can I have your shirt, Malarkey? He was handing out his shirt to fans in the crowd like who weren't asking for it and that's a guy who's he's not even from Scotland he, he, he has no affiliation with Heart of Midlothian but instantly within a season he's become ingrained in that jersey he is a Heart of Midlothian man now and I think that any anywhere else he plays in the future or played before I think he will be Heart of Midlothian will never forget him, regardless how long he's here or how short of a career he has at Hearts. He's definitely made his indelible mark on the club, and that that I think is absolutely commendable. And that's going to uh, make sure his name remains firmly in Heart of Midlothian's history books um, uh, for the rest of the club's time. Uh, it's absolutely uh, been a pleasure seeing him this season. Um, off the pitch as well as on the pitch. Um, I, of course, recently opened up in the Courier about uh, me going to the Changing Room project uh, at Tynecastle, uh, a project involving Sam H and uh, Big Hearts. Um, and uh, Cammy Devlin, on one of the weeks, uh, came to see the group and uh, oh, I got a picture with him. And it was just absolutely magnificent. Uh, he was just so down to earth. It was really easy to chat with really engaging, um, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, just a really normal, really down-to-earth, good human being. And because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to give up his time and uh, come down and be a part of that group. That, that shows great, not just character, but just great a great human being to have that thought, right? Let me go do my bit. I don't need to do this, but... Let me let let me go and just it, it, it could make someone's week seeing him and and it never made somebody's knowing. week. It's made somebody's season. I mean, remember that video I did recently? Exactly. Um, I, 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 he featured in it. 
and and he, he that's a big highlight for me of this season. You know, he he made part of my season. You know, to to ju- not just get the photo of him, but to actually chat with him and to actually hear from him uh, as a group, which is obviously you know quite sensitive. You know, in the sense that mental health is still a sensitive mm-hmm. subject to talk about generally. I'm not talking about the individuals, of course, involved, but it's still a sensitive subject to deal with. But yet, you know, Kami. Uh, the goodness of his heart and his time, um, you know, came to see us uh, and came to uh, chat with us. And I, I, I'm just so grateful for that. He's, he's, he's definitely made a very positive difference. And I, I couldn't be more grateful to him for that. And uh, in the end, you know, it's not just about how you play uh, football on the pitch. As far as a football club is concerned, it's what you do off the pitch and it's how involved you get in with the club. And, 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 and Cami's clearly... Very, very enthusiastic about the club. He's a clear ambassador for our club. And uh, and he's he's done so much in the season already. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the coming seasons. Definitely. I think he's got a big future. I think he's the, the fans, majority of the fans love him. Uh, and I, I think he's just become a cult hero already where I think he just doesn't, he, he, he just epitomises hearts to me. Like you said, off the pitch as well. You see the way he interacted in the video with the uh, young guy Rudy who went for who went and met the squad and you just saw the way he acted with, with anybody that he comes into contact with. You see match day he'll come and he'll make he'll make a point of coming in like waving to the fans and he's always the last one off the pitch. Uh, he'll come over and if we if we've won he'll he'll be dancing in front of the fans and all that you're just like this guy actually loves his job and loves playing for hearts. He isn't just doing this to get a paycheck. You watch how happy he looks when he's on the pitch. And I think at Hamden in the semi-final, he, we, we were sat uh, near where he was warming up and he, he looked like he was one of us in the crowd. He was on the edge of the pitch. Like you could tell he, he was desperate to get on. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was, sh- he was like shouting at the players, like how we were. And they're like, Guy is just yeah, I, I love him. We what what the only thing that I think is missing is we don't have a Cami Devlin song that we sing at Tynecastle. Whoever has an impact on making these chants up, someone please come up with a Cami Devlin song for next season. There you go. There's a wee task for someone out there. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> fresh new lyrics, fresh new song. Um, perhaps maybe there's an unsigned artist somewhere in Edinburgh who will uh, maybe write a nice new fresh song about Cammy Devlin. A little ditty um, about him. Cammy Devlin, there are Man in Maroon 2021 22. Absolutely magnificent. Well done, Cammy. And uh, onwards and upwards. And I hope as well, if he's not done so already, that he will get a cap for his country as well. Yeah, because he was, I, I believe he was called up, but when he got injured, I, I, I don't quote me on that. I, I'm pretty sure when uh, when he was injured, he was he was to be called up, but injury stopped it happening. But oh, with, that's a shame. Hopefully, with obviously, if if they get qualified for the World Cup, and then they've got um, friendlies where they get a better look at players before the World Cup. Hopefully, that does him. The world of good, and we, who knows, we could see Devlin and Atkinson both lining up at the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, that would be brilliant. 
be very exciting indeed. We're not we we know who to support. <laughs> well, I know who to support, um, particularly if they do get there. Um, now that Scotland are not going to Qatar anymore, it was all set. To, it was all set to be the old enemy again at the World Cup, and Scotland go ahead and ruin it. What do you like? Do you know what? I, I, I'm actually. I know. I know. We always bottle it, don't we? We always do. But do you know something? I'm not actually that upset at all that we're not going because um, Ukraine deserved to defeat us at Hamden uh, last night. Um, at the time of this recording, of course, um, we a Thursday. Um, Ukraine thoroughly deserved it. They were the better team. We were just second best throughout the game. Um, so, not upset. And of course, we know the horrible situation Ukraine has faced as a country. And so thoroughly deserved. And, uh, you know, I hope they get to the World Cup as well. Um, They play Wales uh, on Sunday in the World Cup playoff final. So hopefully they'll be there uh, in Qatar as well, uh, Ukraine. And uh, that'll be just absolutely fantastic. And actually, talking about Ukraine, uh, I'm doing this podcast tonight dressed in my Dynamo Kiev colours. What? What? So uh, I've got my uh, the blue shirt on from uh, a couple of seasons back, uh, if I rightly remember, and uh, I've also got a training top as well. So uh, yeah, so I just actually uh, I wore it today, um, just uh, as a mark of respect to Ukraine um, for making it through to uh, defeating Scotland last night. So uh, fair play to them. You said you you were adopting them. Well. It. They're my favourite Ukrainian club, um, as I was explaining before. So, I mean, Newcastle played them a few times. Hearts played them in the 80s. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully Dynamo Kiev will... Uh, uh, sorry, Kiev, rather. Sorry, I said Kiev wrong. Dynamo Kiev will um, have a fully normal football season to look forward to soon. Um, and uh, um, we'll see them in... Uh, the main league in Ukraine and in the Champions League perhaps one day. Definitely, 100%. Uh, fingers crossed that we can meet them at Heart of Midlothian against Dynamo Kiev in Europe. Yeah, Sometime well, soon yeah, that'd be good. Not? I think that would be quite good. Yeah, that would be brilliant, but there we go, that's this season fully wrapped up now with a ribbon, maroon coloured ribbon on top. Yeah, fully wrapped up for this season. But at the same time, given what we spoke about earlier, next season has already kind of started for us. Exactly. It's it's we are knocking on the door, well and truly. I think we've opened the 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 door ajar. We're definitely peeking through the door now, a hundred percent. And I really hope we're talking about doors. I really hope Liam Boyce fully opens that door very shortly so we can see that new hearts home shirt because i am eager to see what it looks like nice segue nice segue well done i love it so liam boyce please open the door (laughs) just (laughs) show us what's behind the door i have my bank card ready to make that purchase (laughs) i want to give you some money ready just Eagerly awaiting this new home shot. I want to spend some money on a nice new maroon top. Please, hearts, come on. <laughs> yeah, please, hearts, hurry up because you've got a transfer budget that we need to fill your budget out of so that uh, you can go and sign some players here in the, in the weeks. <laughs> yeah, please, please, please. 
<laughs> Definitely. Okay, let's let's predict. What kind of design are you expecting? Well, I'm going to go out on a, on a whim here, right? I think it's going to be maroon. I would like it to be maroon. <laughs> uh, like I said, chunky white on the sleeves. I'd like, I'd like a nice big chunky cuff of white again. And then, I, I, I think no collar this season. Yeah. I I, I'm, going, I'm going collarless. Uh-huh. I had my fill of a collar this time. I quite like the uh, lack of collar on the third shirt. So I would like, yeah, no collar this time, please. I think we'll have maroon, obviously. Um, and uh, I think we'll have no collar, but maybe uh, a splash of a white line um, just uh, below the top of the shirt mm. uh, all around. Um, and probably a nice uh, wee symbol at, at the top of the back of the shirt um, saying, uh, I don't know, like 1874 or something like that. Um, and um, yeah, just all maroon sleeves uh, and just a splash of maroon all around and uh, MND Scotland at the front. And I'd love Umbro to continue on as a manufacturer because I can't think of anyone else who is better. No. And uh, yeah, no, I, that would be absolutely lovely. I quite like, you know, how we have on the third top, how you can, you've got Time Castle embedded into the fabric. Yeah, oh, that, that like, would be wonderful. Even if it's not Time Castle, I'd like something embedded into the fabric again because that just looks so good with something. And even if it's, I don't know, an, another the heart of Midlovian, the stones on Royal Mile, something like that. I'm not it, saying that's a must, but I, I was going to suggest the tartan, but. I think we should save the tartan until 2023-24 because 2024 is going to be the 150th anniversary of the club and I would love it if they saved it for that. Well, seeing it's still Gary Locke's um, centenary season, I would like Gary Locke's face in print embedded (laughs) onto the shirt. Let's have Gary Locke. Uh, in there. That's what, that's what I'm going to go for. I think that's Gary Locke's probably blushing at that prospect. Yeah. That's my prediction. There we go. Heard it here first. G- Gary Locke on the home shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for it. Yeah, that's, that's my prediction. Uh, yeah, well, season. who knows? I, I think we are close, though. So I really hope... Well, I hope it's tomorrow. But Please. I, I think the Platinum Jubilee Bank holiday might push it back a little bit further. Um, but I might be wrong. I might well be wrong. They might well just go for it tomorrow. They might think it's a holiday. Uh, why don't we just launch it? See so... it. See if they do release it tomorrow. Expect lots and lots and lots of activity on Twitter from us two. <laughs> we, yeah. will, we will be very, very excited. And also expect on Twitter the usual sharp divide in opinion. So you will have people saying it's the best shot ever. And then you'll have people it's on the opposite rubbish. end. It's terrible. That's the worst heart shirt I've seen in my life. That's not a heart shirt. That's not a heart <laughs> shirt. Got the best I remember it. they said that for the away shirt in this past season. Um, and they were saying that's a very uninspiring away shirt. And now it's, there's none left. Yeah. The I, I, shop. I there's none of, left at all in the adult size. I was one of those dafties that uh, didn't like it at start and now are kicking themselves because they can't get one. See, just to show you cannot delay. You need to get in there quick. So yeah. save your money and have that at the side and then just go for it. Get because you know what? 
these shots will sell. Exactly. They will indeed. So next week, we've got the start of, officially, the start of season two of uh, the Men in Maroon podcast as we embark officially on season 2022-23. Next season is here next week. Our first full season as a podcast. Yeah, it's it's scary stuff, but we can do it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got it in the bag, mate. And there will be, no doubt, stuff to chat about um, because... uh, We've got the right people in the right places at the club and the transfer window um, and transfer activity, nonetheless, will, nonetheless rather, will be um, building up. Safe hands. It's in safe hands as well. Absolutely. Definitely. But, yeah. Next week, remember, our homework is we will be talking about, our main bulk will be about who we think slash like hearts to uh, sign during pre-season and it'll also be interesting to see if we both feel that the same areas need strengthened so yeah homework for next week absolutely looking forward to that next week what a shout show (laughs) really swore you did well there amazing if I had sworn there I would have I wouldn't have been editing out no don't edit that that's brilliant I would have just got an explicit warning just for that one word if, if there is any late night podcast blooper programs, then there you go. <laughs> there we are. That's one for your archives. Um, the, what a show we've had tonight, um, or this morning or this afternoon, depending when you're listening, of course. What a season we've had. What a season we've had, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What a memorable moment. The best one I have ever enjoyed, without a question. Definitely. And, uh, I, my love for football has never been higher. And this episode especially, we have spoken about Hearts women's transfers, uh, Hearts men starting their transfer uh, window, uh, business, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Dolly United even featured uh, the SSE Air Tricity League Premier and First Division featured. So if you're in Ireland and listening to us, get in touch. Um, we've, we spoke about our awards. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're already got the ball rolling on next season before we knew it. So uh, yeah, no, what an exciting season and what an exciting time. And uh, as we said before, Daz and I will be here uh, during the summer to chat away. Uh, either of us might go on holiday at some stage, who knows? We'll still but record that. We can still record because technology in 2022 has never been better. Even, I be... even if we've got a guest and one of us just makes a brief cameo if we're away, We'll still, at some way, both of us will still appear on the same episode. We'll, we'll be here. You can't get rid of us that easy. We ain't going no anywhere. No, we'll be here. We'll be here. So we're not running away. Don't worry. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. So, uh, yeah. So, but I, I'll say this one more time. I really hope the Hearts Home Shirt launches tomorrow. I, I, I hope so. It would just be wonderful. And uh, I think my Friday would be made. Please, 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 please. They might, they might well be putting the finishing touches to the lunch. So, uh, blumming who knows, hope, sir? I blumming hope, sir. That's us for this episode. But uh, we'll be back next week. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you're welcome to do so. And if you haven't listened before, then you're welcome to do so as a new listener as well. We're still young and we're still growing. And uh, as I say, um, always appreciate 
your company for you listening to us. Thank you for tuning in and we will be back the next time. From Daz and myself, that was season 2021-22 and already we're stepping into 22-23. Have a great week and we'll chat with you next week.